1: This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.Oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host, back with another episode. We are in Oklahoma City today at Stability Cannabis uh, with uh, mate, Denver Kitch, uh, it's been a while actually, well, I mean, I saw you at Christmas, but before that it was, been, it's been a while. Um, but it's been really cool to kind of hear through the grapevine what's been going on. Uh, and you know, kind of just, I guess the, the rocket ship that you've ridden, right? Since, since it was legalized and all the stuff and all the stigma you've had to go through and all that nonsense. And I'm sure you've got crap from your grandparents and all that, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. what are you doing now? Stuff <laughs> something like that.
1: But, um, you know, thanks for taking the time out and it's been a busy day for you. Some uh, some bigger news people in the house with a lot more cameras and kit than I carry. But um, I appreciate your time and uh, I'm kind of excited to dive into the story. And I've had, you know, kind of friend of mine or, or a previous guest that have been on to talk about kind of the cannabis industry from like a selling perspective, you know, like they, they own a store or whatever, right. but never on the grow side. And certainly not from an operation the size that you guys have, you know, being the or if, you know, one of the biggest, if not the biggest in the state. Um, yeah. And most people driving past, you have no idea, right? Yeah. Absolutely no idea, which is kind of, I like that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that stuff, let's go like, you know, all the way back like we do with this podcast to give people a context. Um, you know, where does, I guess, lifestyle, you know, you know, born and
0: raised in Oklahoma? Yep, born and raised in uh, Yukon, Oklahoma. It was my home for forever um yeah it's mom and dad were from mustang and moved to yukon um when uh my brother and i were born so it's you know we've i've been in yukon my whole life and uh sports growing up all that kind of you and you 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 said the older brother yeah older brother I got an older brother um you know so you were the loved one then Yeah, yeah yeah definitely the loved one i was the youngest and uh you no, know, played sports, you know, I always wanted to watch my, you know, watched my brother growing up playing baseball, <laughs> basketball, all that good stuff. And, and that's what I wanted to get into. So, and, you know, baseball, football and basketball were, were my sports and going up in high school and then baseball became, became very important and uh, got to go play college and mm-hmm. got to play professionally for a while. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, baseball was, was
1: fun. When, so, so baseball and that's kind of you know, as kids, we grow up. We play every sport we can, right? Like parents are taking us to places, or you know, playing. For me, it was rugby, football, and and golf. And then you get to a certain point, like for me, I think it was when I turned like 12, it was like, okay, golf is like my, this is the time that golf is the only thing I care about now. Mm -hmm. What what, what, kind of what period for you was that, that baseball was like, this is my shot?
0: You you know, I think it it didn't really happen until later in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved playing football. I loved playing basketball and and baseball. I loved too. And it it really didn't happen until... I probably my my junior year um, started getting you know recognized. We've had you know with colleges on football and baseball side. So I still didn't know until until my senior year really what I wanted to do. Um, it was I was getting recruited from big colleges on both on both sports so it was one of those things where I, I had to kind of make a decision um and then i broke my collarbone my senior year in football and i was like ah it's like i'm done with this I had, I had already signed to play baseball at ou yeah and but we had we'd started getting a lot of uh, national attention um you know we'd have it was it was a normal thing for us to have 50 scouts at our at our baseball games. So we were we were pretty pretty stacked um in high school you know and we had a lot of good talent and so I think nine of the of the 12 seniors had signed to go play college. We had three guys get drafted out of high school on the wow. same team. So, you know, we were getting a lot of recognition. So I kind of realized, okay, you yeah. know, I, I, I think baseball's the route I should go. So was
1: looking back, I guess that was so a UConn high school, mm-hmm. looking back yep. at that school class, then have you guys like the top, you know, like looking back at the history, was, is there anyone that's done anything similar since there's before
0: that? A, that? I mean, that year, um, you know, the year 2000 was, was my senior year. Um, man, it makes me feel old. <laughs> I graduated in <I'm> 9. So. <laughs> um, you know, there was there was so many good baseball players in that in, uh-huh. in Oklahoma that year. I I mean, we had we had a ton of guys get drafted. We had a ton of guys sign at big colleges. It was it was fun my senior year to play baseball because yeah. there was it was, you know, we we were ranked nationally. I think we got up to I want to say, in the, we were in the top ten nationally, and you know it was between you know the Jinxes and the Wasos. You know we just there was so much talent. It was yeah. it was incredible. What a time to be alive, right? Right, just right. Hope you know you, you
1: think of those memories and and you know the guys you're on the teams with, and I mean nothing beats being on a team sport in the locker room and dugout. Like it's, yes, it's I'd special. say
0: that's one of the things from sports that that. I miss that now what I do is, is fun because yeah. it's, it's a team, you know, that lo- that locker room, it's just fun. It's, yeah. you know, you, you, get a camaraderie with guys. I know like, you know, playing golf, same way mm-hmm. you go, you know, in the clubhouse and you, you have that thing. And it's, it's, that's the one thing that I think when guys, you know, get done playing, that's, yeah. that's, what's missed. It's, I, I don't miss baseball whatsoever. Yeah. I miss the, the group of guys that I was with and yeah. the stuff we shared, the stuff we went through I mean I looking back now that I'm older and much more mature the life lessons that we learn through sports is I'm a huge huge believer in that and that's why sports is is, will always be something that is very important to me is that it teaches you so much about responsibility about team, you know, team building about leadership, about just being a part of something bigger than yourself. And that's, that's huge, you know, and and I apply a lot of that to what I do today. Um, You know, obviously, you know, us knowing each other in real estate, that's kind of how we knew each other. And, and uh, you know, I, I worked by myself for so long that I'd forgotten about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's one thing. Growing up, I didn't realize all the life lessons I was getting at such a young age. Yeah. So it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, we don't have kids, but, you know, every lesson, every place that I've got to, and every I can always tie it back to golf, mm-hmm. right, and the connections and, the, yep. you know, the teams you play on and the people you meet. Um, and then failing too, right? I mean, that's one thing that drives me nuts when you see people or parents who are out there and they're like, we're not keeping score. <laughs> just like, yeah. you're doing this kid's a disservice and I'm not going to start on that because we could talk about that forever. Right. Um, but it pains me, you know, and you see got people out there that are trying and, you know, okay, participation is great, but at the end of the day, there needs to be a winner and a loser because you're going to learn more yep. from losing than you are Absolutely, from absolutely. Uh, but that's really, you know, cool that you can kind of, bring that full circle back around to having mm-hmm. the team here yep. the operation now and just kind of you know keeping a keeping the team moving in the right direction and having common goals and you know it is a special thing and and you know people as a kid like you know your coach te- teaches you to kind of take ownership right right and the same right. thing for you when you have an employee you know like you you give them a little bit of ownership, and they really appreciate yep, that. Yeah, so absolutely. It's cool to see that come around. Uh, back to the baseball. So when you, when you broke your collarbone in football, and you're like, okay, baseball is like clearly like, yeah. this is it now. I don't want to
0: bash my head in all the time. Yeah. Um, and you'd already signed to go to OU. Yeah, signed to OU. Um, got, drafted, um, got drafted in the 29th round by the Pirates mm-hmm. uh, out of high school. And realized because you know I was like I'm not signing right now because I, you get I a minor league team. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm like I I need to go to college. Right. It was one of those things. that was important to my parents. Um, you know, it was it, it really wasn't an option to sign. You know, it wasn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't get enough money to sign anyway. Right. So you know, right. I was like I'm going to go to OU and and kind of get better and, and see what you know see what life brings me that right. way. And so so went to OU and uh, you know I was there for three years. Um, Ended up getting drafted. Had a good freshman year. That was my first year of, of just really, you know, Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I think it was Big Twelve at the time. Yeah, it was still Big Twelve um, sports. You know, at a high level. Um, got to play. Got to start a little bit. Got to play quite a bit. Um, and then my sophomore year had a great year. Ended up getting drafted. My and I was sophomore eligible. I was old enough to be drafted at a four year for uh, being a sophomore. Um, good year. Um, Got drafted in the ninth round that year. Uh, my claim to fame is uh, the Dodgers drafted me, and, and Tommy Lasorda was was saying the draft names. Yeah. And so Tommy Lasorda said my name. You know, my dad was a big Dodgers fan, huge you know Tommy Lasorda fan. So that was a really cool thing for my dad and and my parents. And and then got a, got in negotiations with them. And that was my first year to really start and had a good year. So. Couldn't really come to terms. Um, knew I was, you know, had another year that I could could make money because baseball is it's a weird sport. In in getting drafted, is that you you're when you're a junior or a sophomore and you're eligible, that's when you're going to get the money. Mm-hmm. When you're a senior, you have no leverage. It's right. you're you're not going to get any money. You 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 may go first couple rounds and you'll get you'll get slotted in that money, but you know your your sophomore and junior year are the the key years. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, it's funny because I look back now and I'm I'm glad I made the decision because they offered me seventy five thousand dollars. I said, "Give me a hundred and I'll sign." Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to give me a hundred. And now I look back on it. Now with what we're doing now, it's like, man, that's not a lot of money. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. to people, it, it, it's a lot of money, yes. Right. But for what we're doing now, it's like, man, you know, it's it, especially when I started in real estate and started yeah. making money. You know, I'm, I'm glad you know, that I didn't, didn't sign for 75,000 because it's those two years of, of is two years of life, two years of, of just being a part of another team, just learning and growing. And, and that, my junior year was, was a, you know, I kind of, I went into it probably with too big of a head because coming off, I went up to Cape Cod, uh, played out there, Mm -hmm. ended up breaking my hand in in the Cape Cod league. And I was, um, you know, everyone knows about the Cape Cod. And if you know, baseball up there and, uh, uh, up there in Massachusetts, you know, it was, it was a cool experience. A lot of, a lot of guys from other big colleges kind of all get together and and play on a team. And, but I had, I had broken my hand uh, out there and so I had to come home. Um, And then junior year just had a horrible year. Just, I didn't get drafted. It was just one of those things was just like, oh my gosh, like, what did you do? You know, went, went and turned down the Dodgers for some money and then didn't, had a bad year and still have nightmares about it. It's the weirdest thing. I still think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then decided I needed to make a change, so I, I ended up transferring um, to Oklahoma City University uh, my, my senior year. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the best, best thing that I did for for my baseball career. You know, Oklahoma City is is uh, such a great school, baseball yeah. school. Um, you know, they kind of opened, you know, they, they welcomed me with open arms. They were, you know, they, they thought, oh, you know, coming from a big D1 school, yeah. but I was just like, you know what, I'm— I've got goals beyond college right. with baseball and I want to come here and just grind. And, and Keith Lytle and Denny Crayball took me in and, and, worked with me. And, you know, I, 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 probably learned more about baseball in one year at OCU than I did at three at, o, at OU. Yeah. Um, just because I was, had to refocus, had to really realize like, this is my last chance. So just really, really just grinded. And, yeah. and, and, I ended up <clears throat> getting drafted, you know, all, all American did all that thing. You, you you know, and at OCU, um, it's funny because I haven't talked about this stuff in so long. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, a, just think about it. Yeah, um, yeah All-American, um, you know, had a great year. Uh, we lost in the national championship. We were, I think we went this is back when you could play a lot of games I think we were 63 and or yeah 63 and seven you know we, I mean we it's were, we were amount of games. so good yeah. yeah playing 70 games was yeah. like, we had an awesome team but we just we just didn't get it done and and um, so lost in the national championship game um Got drafted by the Orioles uh, in the 13th round that year, um, signed for a thousand bucks and started my, my professional career. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was, I was like, you know what, whatever, it's, it is what it is. I, you know, that year of, of you know, I, I look at it like, you know, it, it was a teaching year, teaching moment for me in my life that had a bad year ended up having a great year um felt slighted because I went to the 13th round but yeah. it is what it is I got drafted so uh you know that's when it all started professionally I was like all right so I I got on a, a plane ride and and went to Tampa or Sarasota Florida uh for my first spring training which was in Sarasota um then got on a bus and headed to Bluefield West Virginia um which you know it's I had, I had traveled a lot You know, with baseball and being at OU, we traveled a lot playing in the Cape. But it was was funny because, you know, when I went to the Cape, it makes me think about a bunch of stories. Um, You know, I got on a bus, uh, flew into Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island. I'd never really been on my own. I always, you know, flew with the team or whatever, but I was on my own caught a bus from rhode island to the cape cod and i was like oh my gosh what's really going on here like i yeah. you know so i had to grow up you know I, you know i was 18 19 years old had to grow up real quick being on my own and um so you know what bluefield west virginia was was quite an experience it was we had a, a lot of fun yeah. um you know i was an older guy so i was 23 23 at the time 22 something and you know i'm playing with some 18 year old kids and that had signed out of high school and some other college guys and you know in bluefield west virginia if you don't know where west virginia or bluefield west virginia it was we went to walmart for fun i mean because there, <laughs> there was nothing i mean it was it was insane it was yeah. up in the hills appalachian mountains up in blue uh west virginia Got to travel, you know Tennessee, North Carolina, t- um, West Virginia, just kind of that Appalachian. It was called the Appalachian League, so yeah. traveled a lot, um, learned a lot. You know, right. his first season with a wood bat, uh, you know, other than playing in the Cape. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah. many stories yeah, that yeah, are uh, eligible uh, for the podcast. Uh, I, I say, but better over we future few sure. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, it's. Uh, it is tough looking back Because I mean I kind of Similar to that Like I never turned pro With golf But I You know When you play with Guys You know Whether it's in college Or in high school Or just in tournaments When you travel And then five years later You see that guy on, on TV And you're just like Yeah You know You get that feeling mm-hmm. I, And I get it now You know I'm watching guys On, on PJ Tour I play college golf with Like and I play guy you know just stuff like that i'm just like could have been me right and right. it would what it could have but it's just that feeling of like you know you turned pro you gave it a go i i chose not to uh, but yeah i can definitely relate to that because it's you know it and life turns out the way it does yeah. right you know you wouldn't right. be probably wouldn't be doing what you are now no, if you, exactly. you know if you did sign for seventy five thousand or whatever yeah. it is but it's just that unknown that kind of chews at us yeah and no it. it's but. it's
0: it's you look at you look at guys all the time and you're like man that if I would have took that path. I mean, mm-hmm. cause I, I got buddies that signed early and, and it didn't work out and, yeah. you know, and then they didn't have college to f- fall back on. So it was one of those things where I, I look back on it and I, I got a good education. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, whether it be sociology or whatever, it but I got, matter, I got, well, yeah. I got an education. Yeah. So um, just, you know, that four years of life that you grow up a lot um, mm-hmm. and, and you're able to handle, I mean, because I look at it, if I was 18 years old and signed with the Pirates or, or even when I was, 21 or I was 19 when I was 21 and signed with the the Dodgers I look back I'm like man I hadn't really lived a whole lot of life And I was 18 19 years old out on my own I mean it's a job oh, I mean yeah. it's it's it got to the point where it was a job mm-hmm. it wasn't fun and you lose the you know you lose the it's a game it's it but it's it, but this is how you're feeding yourself right so it's like man you know what am I going to do after this? And, yeah. and that's one thing that, you know, after I think I played for four years, it's, you know, it's, you look back and you're like, man, that's, that's a long, you know, it's a short time, of, uh, amount of time, but the stuff you learn when you're out on your own, when you're mm-hmm. trying to make money and you're playing a game for money it's, you know, I respect the heck out of all the guys in the big leagues because right. I mean, everyone that's guaranteed money. People complain, oh, these guys are getting paid too much. I'm yeah. like, a lot of a lot of people don't see the grind of the minor leagues. It's, right, it's tough
1: because they it came what was it a couple of years ago? They were they were like the unions or whatever kicking yep. off that the minor league guys were paying nothing, and then they yep. were interviewing guys in the big leagues, and they were like, we've all been through that. Yep. Like, that's part of the journey. that's yep. part of also getting a huge signing bonus right. to cover.
0: and some and of that. a lot of the times, you know. 5% of the guys in the minor leagues make it to the, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy number. I know they're out there, but yeah, it's, you know, my first year, my first year I made, I even said this earlier today, $850 a month. It yeah. was my first, first yeah. real salary job. And I'm like, $850, you can't, you can't live off uh-huh. that. And then they changed it my second year they had changed they bumped up the, the minimum it went to 900 and 1100 a month you're so you're basically paid on the years you've been in so yeah. my second year I made $1,100 a month and it's still that today and that's what you get these lawsuits now there's right. a big class action lawsuit I don't know I think they've won it but it's, it's like you see these guys that of course they pay for your stuff on the road they give you meal money mm-hmm. and what was crazy to me was because there's a lot of a lot of guys in the minor leagues from you know the Dominican from Venezuela, from, you know, from all these other countries, which that's a ton of money to those guys. Right. I mean, they would send a lot of their money home. They would eat chicken and rice every day. Yeah. We'd go to hotels. They would bring their crock pots and I we'd go eat with them because it was yeah. good. Right. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. It yeah. Do you want <laughs> a like, food, hey, like, Give me like some, some of that. that. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No, but yeah, they would, they would send that. But that's a lot of money from those guys. Right. And for us, it was just like, how do we survive? Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd work so many odd jobs in the summers, you know. I worked for an electrician. I've worked for, you know, I, I've just worked so many different jobs just because it's, you know, that's what you do when yeah, you're when yeah. you're trying to when you're trying to make it. Yeah. You
1: know? So then finally, I guess you just like I I'm done doing this. I've had enough. Come home. And yeah, you, and it was kind of return to Oklahoma City. It,
0: it was you know my last year. So I gotten released by the Orioles, and. <clears throat> I, uh, I got picked up by a independent um, league team out of St. Joe, Missouri uh-huh. and played with them for a year and then that manager the next year was going to Atlantic City to coach. So I went with him to Atlantic City so that was my fourth year of pro ball and right before I left I had met uh, a girl um, which is now my wife. I realized, okay, um, Emily is her name obviously, but um I met Emily about uh, about three, four weeks before I was supposed to leave, and and you know I'd been single, and because it's a tough life, it's you know yeah. you're you're living out of a suitcase, it's you know you're traveling from town to town, it's I mean it's a traveling circus, and so I met her, and I realized you know I I I want to marry her and I knew that I told her the first night I met her and I was like I want to marry you and her friends were like what that's weird and I'm like oh, I'm going to marry her yeah. um, and so I, I shipped off to, to Atlantic City and it just wasn't fun anymore yeah, I just knew I was like you know I've met, met the girl that I want to be with mm-hmm. I'm not making any money this is not fun for me right. anymore and so it, it just it just weighed on me and, and then it came through with my playing and I just wasn't playing good and you know missed missed her and mm-hmm. she had she had actually came up to visit me and uh, we we were shoot we were we were about to start the game. And the manager calls me and he's like, Hey, I got to release you. And I was like, Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. I was like, Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Know, you. Like <laughs> yeah, <those."> I was <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, is a well, huge weight off my shoulders because yeah. I'd, I'd always put so much pressure on myself to perform. And, you know, it was one of those things where I. I told her and she I mean, she cried more than I did. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know this is this is a good thing. Yeah. I can start the, you know, a new chapter of my life, you know. So of course, you know, and then I battled this depression for well, yeah, of course. for yeah. I mean just like as we all it's like yeah. you go through you go through I mean, I was playing baseball since I was a, a little boy and you know, I was lucky enough to, to make it professionally but and i know a lot of guys go through this um playing sports in all sports mm-hmm. you get done playing a sport especially when you get to the professional level and it's over with mm-hmm. you don't know what to do mm-hmm. and, and like she literally had to get me off the couch yeah. you know she's like you're gonna lose me if you just continue to do this because it was just like i didn't know what to do right? mm-hmm. i don't, i mean i i don't know anything else and and that's one thing that you know I love what I do now because I know our medicine helps so many of these guys deal with, you know, instead of the pain pills, instead of the the booze, it's you know, it's it's cannabis. It's it's a great thing. You know, it helped me get through times when you know, I couldn't sleep. It was just, yeah. you, you battle these things, and that's where a lot of these guys have problems. And, and now I see, I've sat in this room um, with professional athletes, you know, us trying to work on things that, that help these professional athletes. When they get done, you know, their bodies are killing them. They're, and, you know, you you get on these pain pills. It's I mean, I've sat in here literally with NFL guys that have played for a long time, and they're like, yeah. we smoke? marijuana because it, it we don't want to take pills we don't want to take right. these painkillers that just destroy your body and so it's it's been a crazy full circle thing of of how i feel about the of what we do and what we produce yeah. and and the the former life that i lived obviously you know we haven't gotten the real estate stuff, but it's it's yeah. one of those things where it kind of led up to me getting into real estate was like, finally, what am I going to do? And um, worked in corporate housing for, for a little, I'm, I'm kind of going all over the place here, but yeah, yeah. Uh, worked in corporate housing for a little while. And, and then realized okay and then I flipped my first house and I was like I, I really like this real yeah. estate thing you know so I, I, I always liked numbers math was always one of my my strong things and I was like I, I like doing this and I and so I started grinding on real estate so yeah, yeah.
1: I so you talk about athletes and stuff I met Marcus Dupree this summer um, and he has a, a, I don't know if he's a grow operation but I think he has I think he's in the business somewhere right. like we was talking about it um you know, and he, he, I was kind of present to an interview he was doing with Kenyatta Wright, um, you know, just about, like, the business and what he's doing. and right. <clears throat> And, you know, the, just the being in the NFL and just all of that, you know, to your point, you know, like the stuff that, like, everyone's doing it anyway because it works. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you know, and obviously back then it wasn't allowed. Right. right. All, you know, all the stuff that's been going on. But it was kind of interesting to hear him talk about it. Um I'd never seen anyone with that as big as he is yeah. in person, and he walked in. I was like, "Wow!" Like I played football, or did play football for sure. Um, and then you know, me not being, any I didn't have any context. But then I like, started researching him and hearing about his story and what happened and everything. But it was cool to kind of see his, uh, you know, his kind of, you know, thoughts on it and why he's involved in it and why he's pushing it, which was kind of interesting. Um, but how many years did you real estate there before
0: this stuff came up? Uh, It was, man, I got into real estate, I want to say it was 06, 07. It was our first bust. It was like the worst time to get in real estate. It was when we had a big downturn in real estate, but it was just one of those things where... I really liked it. and yeah. went and worked uh, with Brandon Hart, and he kind of put, you know, showed me the ropes, and and I was like, this is this is easy, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's I'm I'm a people person, so that's that's one of those things where. You know, I know we were talking earlier. It's you you sit and listen to people, and that's what real estate was so easy for me because I like to hear what people have to say, and and, you know, it's showing homes, and you you learn what people Mm -hmm. want, and and, you know, you just go find it, and so that's that that was easy to me, and so I was like, this is great, yeah, you know, and so that's started doing that, you know, flipping houses, flipping houses during that time, uh, you know, I wouldn't do a whole lot, but I'd flip one or two a year. Mm Um, just you know, trying to trying to make an extra buck like yeah, everybody yeah. else, and then um, worked for Brandon for I think three three years, and then decided okay, it's time to mm-hmm. spread my wings and go out. You know, on my own, um, went out on my own, and and then started building more of a luxury brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of you know got to the point where I was i was playing a lot of golf at the country club and building my business that way which you yeah. know that's you my know, you business know. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, it was fun yeah. so yeah i worked in it for 10 11 years before i, I dove into this it yeah. was one of those things where um you know I, we can jump into it but uh just you know this wasn't really on my radar right. it wasn't you know it wasn't uh it was real estate. How how, <laughs> it was real estate that really got me into it. Okay. Um, so, you know, had a bunch of rentals um, and a guy. It was a Facebook post from another realtor that I knew that they were looking for a rent house, and I had a rent house. And I and I contacted her. I said, "Hey, I have got a rent house. If you want, if you want to take your client over there," and she was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So I meet him over there. This guy had moved in from California. He was an Oklahoma guy, and their family's here. And so he moved back in and um, moved into Emily and I's first home that I kept for a Mm -hmm. rental. And we got to talking and he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm selling cars right now. And I always collected rent in person. I still do it. the one rental I have left here, I still go buy in person and collect rent. I just, I've always been like that. So we got to know each other over me just collecting rent. And I said, you know, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Really liked him. I said, "Why why don't you come sell real estate for me? And he was like. Okay, and I, he, I guess he tried to give it a shot a little bit, and then decided, hey, this is this is a lot harder than it looks, and said, so, yeah, it is. And so he joined my team. Um, shoot, it was two thousand. It was right. It was it was right after Natalie, or right when Natalie was born. So it was nine years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he he worked for me about a year and a half, and it was Austin. Um, And, you know, he, he one day called me and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to move to Colorado with my wife. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. You know, good luck to you. you know, he worked for me for a year and a half, did, did well. And then fast forward like four years, uh, we had talked one other time for, he had sent me a referral, um, like one of his aunts or something. And then four years later calls me literally when 788 passed Mm -hmm. and, um, for another real estate referral and I was like what you know haven't talked to you in a while yeah you know what do you what are you doing now and he was like well I just he didn't know this about me but I've been growing marijuana pretty much my whole adult life. And I was like, what? And I was like, you sat next to me in an office for a year and a half and you never told me. Yeah. And he was like, no, I just never I don't talk about it. He's yeah. he's he's OG. He's uh you know that that world was is very quiet world. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously now it's legal and people talk more about it, but he was up in santa cruz growing he he learned how to grow out in california mm-hmm. uh, always wanted to trace the the legal market he you know he was always you know always one didn't want to go to jail so he, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. he learned just from guys out there and stayed out there for quite a while i think he was out there for nine or ten years and then he you know he's like that's why i moved back to colorado because he was like i was burnt out mm-hmm. and so I missed it. That's why we moved to Colorado. He he went and bought uh, four dispensaries and 25,000 square feet in in Denver with him and his buddy that is another grower. So I was. I was like, no kidding. I was like, that, yeah. that's that's crazy. I was like, well, I'm glad you're telling me this now because another one of my clients was, they wanted me to invest in some dispensaries that they had mm-hmm. that they were going to open. I was like, I'm going to an investor meeting the day that I, it was a Wednesday. I'll never forget. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to an investor meeting tonight. I want to call and pick your brain after, after these guys talk. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So we go to this meeting, and I I was like, oh, whatever. I I didn't really kind of like what they they were saying. And so I called him. I said, do you want to come home and do this? And he said, absolutely. We just had a baby. Oklahoma needs this. I've been waiting for Oklahoma to be legal for my whole life. And he said, absolutely. So I jump on a plane on Friday morning, that that Friday morning, to go look at his operation in Colorado. I walk in. It's the first marijuana girl I've ever been in. And I was like, all right, you clearly know what you're doing. And he was like, Yeah, he's like, I'm, I've been doing this for a while. And so, <laughs> so we, we just, I was like, All right, well, you, let's figure out a way to get you back home to do this. Yeah. And, you know, me being in real estate for 11, 12 years, I was like, I'm, I'm not changing jobs. I mean, it's just not what I'm going to do. Right. I got a pretty good life, you know, making great money, playing golf, you know, working 20 yeah. hours a week. It's not a job <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so he, he, uh, we start talking we start having meetings and and i'm just like what are we gonna do like how are we gonna do this so I was, let's mirror what you have out there and i'll let you run it and i'm i'm just gonna invest i'll get the i'll get the money together i'll get four or five guys and we can figure this out so you know we start start figuring out have meeting after meeting after meeting and i'm just like man i was like this is starting to and, and my wife emily you know she's She's helping me through this. She's way smarter than me. What what was her thoughts on this when you first approached her and said, hey, remember that guy who used to work for me? Well, she was like, yeah, go check it out. Because I'm always, you know, she she would always make fun of me because I've got that entrepreneur spirit. We're the same thing. We're always looking at something. Yeah, just trying to figure something out and make more money. And um, she's like, yeah, just go check it out. So we would go check it out. And then fast forward, you know, we're kind of in the middle of this. And and then I'm talking to David, um, my COO you know our kids are in class together and we're at we're hit at his son's birthday cuz yeah that's what we do and as parents we go to yeah. birthdays so we're talking about I'm like hey dude like we've got this canvas down he's he was the VP of um the VP of operations or VP of franchising for express personnel so I okay. knew he knew franchising yeah. so I was talking to him I was like hey when you know when when or can we franchise this and he was like man it's federally it's it's impossible it's it's hard it's going to be very hard so uh, not to get into too many details uh, he he had helped set up another company Mm -hmm. um and we knew they needed a grower and he was like hey i'll connect you guys so we connected got a big contract uh to be their supplier their main supplier for 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 uh growing because they were flipping all their stores so Got to talking. He figured out, hey, you know, why don't you come work for us? You know, you've been you've been at Express for 18 years. You know, I'm like, yeah. what do you, how much of the business do you want? You know, he's, he's a London school of, I mean, went to yeah. London school of business, Columbia, yeah. smart as a whip and knows how to start a company, uh, to help me. And Austin, Austin obviously knew the plant side and David helps me with the business side. and yeah. I'm the people, you know, and I, yeah. I kind of put the people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so that's why we're sitting in this 85,000 square foot building now. Yeah. Uh, cause we knew we had to go bigger. So Start start raising the money for it. Because you so you already had the contract at this point. Yeah, we basically had the contract. Yeah, and we're like we through a lot of negotiations. We get this contract. Can't really talk much about. Well, it of course, but at least you have it. Yeah. You
1: know that you have to provide yeah we, product soon or very you're in a timeline. Soon. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, we're on yeah, timeline. We got yeah. a date set out for us to get uh, to market. <clears throat> and one of my big investors, Troy Phillips, is you know he's. Very, very good friend of mine. And he literally was like, I'll give you this money if you're running this company. Mm. And that's when I was like, crap. <laughs> this now yeah. becomes a job. I'm like, yeah. all right. so I, I like, didn't want to happen. So I go home and talk to Emily about it. And I said, you know, he's he's all in. But, you know, he's he's wants me to run the company. He, nah. I mean, he believes in me to be able to do it. And that's where, I, you know, I just, it never dawned on me. Like, hey, you need to go do this. Yeah. And he gave me that push to where I believe in you. I'm going to give you half a million bucks to to go do this. And I'm like, what? Uh, I was like, and Emily was like, well, you're too deep now. So, you know, career change when you're uh, 38 years old. Career change at 38 years old. And I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. And and then raise the money. And like, I don't know, it took me like a month to raise seven million bucks right. right? because we were so put together everybody knew what we were going to do yeah and that's how it that's how and it was the team you already had it all yeah. people like okay we trust yeah. this you know this, yeah. this the team. team it was it, it it ended up i mean we we went through some changes and stuff and then but it was David Austin uh, myself and Drew which is my VP of operations mm-hmm. it was us four that really just all right, we're gonna do this, and so we moved yeah. in, moved in here in November of eighteen, and just have been rocking and rolling ever since. But it, yeah, it was started four guys on skateboards in an empty warehouse, and but there was, I mean, there's so many, you know, so many crazy stories that go into how we got here, and, right. you know, and and we've been we've been running for a couple a couple years, and. We were looking to raise some more money, um, and we decided that, uh, you know, we were—I think—we were, think we were going to raise like another four or five million for some for expansion. So we got to talking to a group, and and we ended up uh, we ended up selling half the company about eight or nine months ago. Um, for we had eighty-eight million-dollar valuation. Sold half of it for forty-four million, mm-hmm. uh, and which is just nuts. I mean, we'll really look back. I'm back, still back today to talking I'm, about seventy-five uh, uh, thousand right dollars. Yeah, now. and I'm like, oh my god, like, but it, it's you know the the grind and the, the the team aspect. I mean, literally, Dave and I were in the in the office. I think it was this morning or it was yesterday. It was this morning. We're kind of restructuring uh, restructuring cultivation right now, and you know he he's saying something and in my brain, you know, we're kind of slot, we're trying to slot Money towards a position, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, dude, it's just like it's just like all right." The shortstop gets paid this, the second paceman gets paid this, and he was like, "Exactly," and that's how my brain works. Yeah. It's just like, and it, it's so relatable to business. And it's like baseball's a business. Got to be a business with me. Running this organization now, we're 140 employees. It's a team. It's it's yeah. you know you you got to build this team, and. And you got to build a good team around you and and we're one of the few um what i've learned in the last three years in cannabis that right. that have stuck together and we, i mean we literally we we don't have arguments we're like we, we talk about things but it's it's wild it's it's just wild how still after three years we've all changed and we've we've had this conversation and we've all changed as human beings it's like three years is a long time you know, we've all we've all made some great money off this thing, but it's like we've all evolved as human beings, but we've still been able to stay together as a, as a group, and we all talk to each other and we we communicate, and it's it's a wild thing. It's it's yeah. just been crazy. So. I mean, and it's fun to look back on it, right? And, and you know, like I said,
1: there's, so there's plenty of stories in there that that we can't share, but you know, just looking back at the, you know, when you when you're in, you know, when you're skating through this warehouse, mm-hmm. you
0: know, and just like huge liability, huge, <laughs> you know. Just, <laughs> just when saying. Emily was like, oh, you need to put the skateboards away," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you're probably right."
1: It's probably a good idea, um, but you know, it's. It's three years is such a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, right? I mean it's it's nuts. I mean, you know, right now it's you know we've got NBC downstairs doing the interviews with us, yeah. and I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, yeah, a lot of the, David's so good of our uh, our public relations stuff. Um, you know, getting us out there. It's mm-hmm. it's you know Yahoo Yahoo News has picked us up. We've yeah. we've been had a, a we've had a great. Track record of, of you know we can look at our different milestones and 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 they've been documented. It's it's been really cool and I know you you yeah. look at you look at the stuff we you know from 19 to you now 2022 20, we've had a lot of awards you know I you know I've been the the CEO of you know the journal record yeah. and, you know I mean that's all awesome and it's it's great that we're we're getting recognized by the Daily Oklahoma and the, you know, the journal right. record, it's like, and we're a cannabis. It's like, this is, you know, I feel like we're, we're being the trailblazers of, for Oklahoma in, in this wild, wild West industry that we're in. It's, yeah. it's been, you know, I go back now and now i look at it and, and my, my kids still don't know what I do. You know, it's, it's Natalie's still asking me, Hey dad, can I come to your office? I'm like, and she knew, she knew, (laughs) she knew I was in real estate and I still kind of tell her we're, we're just trying to be real careful to protect. And and, you know, that's, what's so wild about it is she, my, my son and daughter are going to grow up. And it's not gonna have the. It's not gonna be illegal to them. Right. It's not gonna be a bad thing. It's gonna be medicine. Yeah. It's just medicine to them, and yeah. you know, for us growing up, and I mean, I, I got, I got in trouble in eighth grade for this stuff. Yeah. And mom caught, mom caught me in eighth grade with, with this stuff. You know, and it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely crazy that. That my kids, one that they still don't know what I do, because I smell every day I come home. I know you, you're in here now for the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. here. This place smells, um, but you know it's it's when's the right time? I don't you know I don't know. What. Right. She'll she'll figure it out. Yeah, you know they're they're talking about drugs at school now, so it's you know with yeah. trying to teach them you know. Don't do drugs, and I'm like, well, this is this is kind of a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And then you see, like, so what, what's interesting is when I first came here and I saw the back home we call them pharmacies, right? right, right here they call drug stores, and I was like, that's the first, that's the first first thing I thought. I was like, that's very weird to me, being from out of out of country, out of state. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, to that point, like, it, it had, did had you had you guys had kind of had any bumps in the road with the stigma stuff, and just kind of like, you know, the old type. Oklahoma, you know, because other states were just like, yeah, we you know we're good with it.
0: Yeah, but like, I you mean, know, it's Oklahoma's pretty old fashioned. Yeah, they welcomed it though. It was it was yeah. crazy. Everybody wanted it. Yeah. You know, that's what was surprising. It was. I, I didn't. I mean, I've always kind of kept it quiet. I mean, this is my. I think my first post was when we had our hunters' harvest. Because I don't, I don't post a lot of it online. Yeah. I do You know, my mom was. I, I, it took me a while to tell my mom what I was doing. Like, yeah. and she, I thought she was gonna just be so mad at me, but she was like, "No, it's great." Yeah. She's like, "Good for you. It's a good opportunity." I was like, "What?" Like, she's like, "No, you're, you know, this is something that's that's right. new." And, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's. I haven't been real vocal about what I've done. I mean, you know, my close friends know, people know, but I, I just I'm not out right. screaming out the world about it. But vlogging everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, which which a lot of people do. Right. Um, you know, it, it's been it's been pretty. You know, it's it's been pretty welcoming. I mean, people yeah. don't want, like people just are cool with it now it's it's pretty interesting to see how it's how it's evolved over the three years especially Mm -hmm. um yeah i think it's 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 a good thing for the state for sure you know we're creating jobs we're you know we're you know, we we offer health insurance, we offer dental, we offer vision. We we have a four hundred one k plan for our employees. We're one of the few cannabis cannabis companies that do that. Yeah. There's not a lot. We have banks. We have you know we have payroll. Uh, We're set up like a big boy business, and it's it took a lot of work in the beginning because right. nobody wants to touch you. They can't they can't touch you because of the federal gotcha. stuff. Yeah. You know the, the the banks. You know knowing knowing that. Our bank had had been banking this in another state. I'm like, okay, we have a pathway to being able to have a bank, but, you know, the payroll companies, there's only like one or two that will deal with cannabis. You know, the, the, you know, the insurance, it's hard to get insurance because it's like, you guys are, I mean, it's, they're all insured and it's through they get federal you know well and then if there's yeah. only a few people doing it they can charge you whatever yeah oh yeah yeah you we, know? we pay our fair amount of, of there is there's a thing in our industry called the weed tax and, yeah. we, and we get it and we we get we get the weed tax from a lot of our vendors it's yeah. just that's just what it is but it's you know it's one of those federal things that yeah. they're insured federally and we're we're breaking federal law right <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's <laughs> I mean
1: when you look at it, like just mentioned, you know, like you set up like a big boy business because I mean, an 88 million dollar value, that's, yeah, it's a lot of money. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you know, when people see that and they're like, oh, okay, so it's not just like some guy selling me some rolls out of his backpack. Right, you know? right. Like, I mean, all they've got to do is come down and see the operation that you've got going on here, right? And right. see, you know, and then, and then also like, I'll be honest, the break room shocked me. <laughs> I did not expect it to look that good,
0: <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh.
1: All right, fair. you know like yeah. those little things you care yeah, and, and, about and right? they
0: go a long way. And yeah. you know you want to create an environment, you know, you want to have a good clubhouse. Right. That's that's our our, our thing. It's yeah. that's what I've been so used to is got to have a good clubhouse, got to have good players, got to have support you know, you got to, we're just running it like a yeah. big ball club. And that's the way I look at it. I'm yeah. like, this is, a, this is a big ball club and there's a lot more people on it. But your, your core team is is the guys that are going to help you get this done mm-hmm. and on a day-to-day because it's grind. Yeah. You know, it, it, a lot of people don't see this side of it, but it is a grind. It is hard work. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is filthy work and it's it's not easy. It's agriculture. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Yeah, agriculture is no, easy. Yeah, no, you're and we're growing inside. I mean, that's yeah. not normal. You know, yeah. it's one of those things where it's you, you got to control your humidity, you got to control all your I mean, there's so much that goes into it. It's people think it's easy and it's it's not and that's why I think it's been crazy what we've been able to accomplish in in the small 3 years that we've been doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Did you get um like start getting national recognition before the Oklahoma people started realizing stuff was going on.
0: Um, yeah, I say that. I mean. David David does such a good job of getting us out there. I mean, he really does. He's he's a magician at that stuff. Where you know we've been on press wire, we've been Mm -hmm. on. You know, he he does a lot of good stuff just because he knows it. He knows he knows he comes from a billion dollar company. I mean, it's it's he's a smart guy and he's he's helped us along the way get to us get to get us to where we are. I mean, just like Austin, you know, he we kind of all stay in our lanes and he's he's good at that stuff um, but yeah it's you know he he's the one that puts the application in like hey let, we want to try to get one win awards to be you know yeah. recognizes as doing business with you know, Continental and doing business with you know, in the same categories as these these mid sized companies, uh, obviously continental Continental's way bigger, but yeah. just these companies that, you know, you get recognition for 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 doing good work. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what he's done and it's he's it's paid off for yeah. sure.
1: Have you had a moment yet when in the last three years where you just like wake up I mean, I'm sure there's sometimes you wake up and be like, I gotta go to work today and I still don't believe what we do. But has there been a moment where you're like you know like stand at yeah, an award ceremony whatever it is you're like oh this I mean it all makes sense but just a moment that yeah. you just kind of look back on like this is this is also crazy
0: yeah right? it was the first f- f- time I'm not I, I I hate public speaking. Everyone knows that about me. Um, yeah. I love being in small groups and talking, but I've gotten better. I've, I, I've kind of embraced it. Yeah. Um, but the first time, I think it was in, I think it was 2019 when, it was, when we got the top work uh, workplaces or top, yeah, workplaces in Oklahoma, and I had to go up and, and talk in front of I don't know, there's a couple thousand people there yeah. with other companies, and and I was like, David, you're going to go talk. And then they're like, no, you were you talking. You, it's you, yeah. And so I went up, and Said a few words and it was like, man, like this is like this is real. This is big like, deal. Yeah, this yeah. is this is a big thing that we're, or even in this room, you know, because it's you know, nobody. There's not too many that want this big, anyways. But right. you know, it, for us to be able to, for our employees to say that, hey, you know, because it was it's wine survey, so exactly. our employees are saying this is a great place to work. Um, you know, it's in, and me leading the team, I was just, it's just like, man, wow. You know, it's like always been on teams, but it's just one of those things. I was always a silent leader. I was never, you know, I'd speak up when I needed to, but I was always a silent leader. Just do, you know, I would just go out and perform. And, and now it's, I've, you know, when I was talking about evolving as a human in the last three years, Now I've kind of embraced being able to talk. Like normally, I would have said no to you. Yeah, like like, this is this is I like doing this stuff, but I'm like, you know what? I got to start embracing it more. Let's let's get the word out yeah. and just be like, Hey, let's you know, we're not we're not stopping here. It's one of those things where we gotta figure out where we wanna grow mm-hmm. and and continue to do good work and you know, provide medicine for, for Oklahoma. I right. Mean, it's, and doing it the right way. Yeah. because
1: yeah, so. yeah, I, I mean to that point a lot of people would have seen that, you know, you sell half the company, you know, forty four million dollars, however that's split up, you know, whatever chunk you're getting is still a lot of money a lot of people would be looking at an exit, right? You yeah. like, oh, know, if we sold half, like we keep going and get an exit and then I'm gonna be on a beach somewhere, yeah. you know? But back to your point, like I get the sense that it's, yes, obviously, you know, a business is great and it's about building a business, but it's about a lot more than that. Oh, absolutely. Because you've seen firsthand, you know, the clients or people who've been in you that said, no, this really helps me. Yeah. Like, and and I guess initially you might not have thought that. Initially it's like, this is a great opportunity. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur, let's go make some money. Right. And then right. the longer you get down the road, it's like, oh,
0: I see the actual impact. 100%. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll go to our dispensaries, and especially early on, the guy came in and was like, you know, I've been battling cancer, and he's like, you guys, thank you for what you're doing. It helps me. Yeah. And we hear those stories all the time. I mean, I was at lunch with a guy today. Like, he was like, I've been taking Ambien for two years, uh-huh. and he was just like, I'm I'm off of it now. I'm taking gummies and I sleep better. And I'm like, that's, that's what this does. It gets you off of the ambience, the the drugs that just are not good for you. And this is a plant. And I mean, think about it. We're, I mean, we're so early into cannabis. I know California and Colorado have been around for a long time, but the research that's going into this stuff, it's, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've been tied to COVID like, Hey, this, this helps you with COVID. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, no, like, <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, sure. You, you guys print that. I mean, yeah. it was on, um, it was a, a big article yeah. that some of the, the properties in THC and, and CBG, I mean, there's so many, the research is just, and cause, a lot of these a lot of these schools that do these research companies they can't touch it because they get federal funding yeah Oklahoma State being an agriculture they don't they can touch hemp but they don't want to mess with marijuana because they're a a state school that is federally funded so there's a lot of stuff that still is to come because once they open it up federally then they can start figuring out you know yeah. how far can we really go with helping people getting people off the opioids, getting i mean that's that's one thing that's so great about oklahoma i mean i hear about all these people like i used to take 10 pills now i take nothing and i'm on gummies it's like right. this is amazing like you know, well, and something's
1: just as discreet as a gummy as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're rolling, you know, you're walking down into the office smoking a fat wreath that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, like six <laughs> inches long, right. you know, right. are just like, what's going on? I feel great. Yeah. You know, it's discreet. And a lot of people probably came out of the woodwork that when it went legal were like, oh, I've been doing this for a long time. Oh, yeah. And a yeah. lot of friends of mine were just like, I was just like, that yeah, you, you just yeah. have no idea, right? right? And these aren't just like, you know, these are pretty high up people. Right. It's like,
0: oh. Fair enough. Yeah, you know? it's like, it's a lot of people do. A lot of people still are, are quiet about yeah. doing it, but yeah, a lot of a lot of people do it, and a lot of people swear by it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know, if we can help, if we can help one person, right. you know, that's great. And, and I know we're helping a lot more than that, but yeah, it's been it's been really cool to see that yeah. you know just the stories, and and that's why Austin is so passionate about it because he's like I've been. That's how he started. Was he was a. a it was one plant. It was a caregiver model. And we still have it here where somebody with cancer or something, they want to go that route. And so basically you partner with that person, you grow their medicine for them. And that's the caregiver model. And that's how he started. Yeah. And so it's like he, he sees it. You know, it's whether you get a little relief, you know, it's it's just a fascinating it's, it's still fascinating to me because I'm still learning. Right. You know, it's like we go and look at the plants. It's like. It's like, man, you know, I'm I'm still learning the properties of it, how how to read and react. It's it's very interesting to to like still learn. It's I mean, we're so I've been growing for three years. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, You know, you you just made a comment that you know we're not done yet. Basically, Uh, plans for the future. I mean, you know, this is going to become more you know less you're gonna be able to do a lot more, right? The Fed, hopefully the feds will pass it and, and just the doors will open and obviously you've been in such a great position and you've done such a great service up to now for the last three years. I guess gee, the people are gonna to look to you first. Yeah, it's, that's I mean, that's like what's when you sit around this table with your you know with the five, six guys you got and you're like, you know Yeah, that's that's what's the, next?
0: It's such a tough question because it's because the industry is still so Unknown, right? You know, are are, is the federal government going to open up the borders and allow exporting to other countries? Mm -hmm. You know, are they going to lie? So we don't know. So that's that's why it's it's one of those things. We want to be big. We want to be nimble. You know, we just because it changes so quickly in this industry. You know, if the feds come out and say, "Okay, let's do this." like what does that look like now Philip Morris is in now Budweiser's in mm. Pfizer's in it's happening it's already happening yeah. and so they're they're already working on stuff behind closed doors we know they are yeah. but it's like do we we want to be big enough to where we can either compete or we're going to get gobbled up yeah. i mean it's that's what's so it's so hard to answer that question because we just don't know. There, yeah, it's it's nothing like any other industry. It's like you know, the restaurants have been around forever. The liquor stores have been around forever. You know, it's it's there's no playbook for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's what about then? Just just keeping it to Oklahoma. Like,
1: do you do you guys have enough operation here that you're supplying? You know, as many like is there is there basically is there a business opportunity there to go build like buy another facility this size and still like. You know. could,
0: um, could, you, you know, would
1: that makes sense or not.
0: We've you know, we've got a, a 60 acre farm in Ada as well, yeah. that we grow out of, and we more outdoor hoop house type stuff. Um, our goal I don't know if you saw it on the wall, our goal for 2022 is 22,000 patients.
1: Okay,
0: we want to if we hit our goals here, um, we can provide 22,000 patients with the numbers. Sure. I mean, it's you know the landscape of oklahoma the the it's hard to say because the regulation here is is very little um, i know we've been working a lot on it i know uh, you know the state's trying but it's so hard and, and things move so fast so we want more regulation so it's hard to know what's going to happen in a year because if they continue on this path with no regulation or the slow amount of regulation and the amount of licenses and this place goes recreational, I mean, it's great for us, but it's not good for the state. I mean, it's it's just not going to be good for the state because- We've already got a bunch of bad actors. We've got, you know, there's... Uh, and you can read about it. I mean, we were in the New York Times right. talking. We were in the front of the New York Times like two weeks ago on how bad it is here. Uh, so and, just and, because
1: there's so much land out there that's easy yeah, to hide it, in agriculture, we'll put up some white tents and yep. some fencing. You know, people are coming uh, in. And that's... I, we t- We spoke about it earlier. I mentioned that I did a previous podcast and the guys were saying that, like, you know, we're out in the country and, and you've got people selling land to out of state out of country people yep. who are coming in with cash and yep. saying we'll take your house tomorrow Yep. here's cash
0: well happening you know? so much because the to
1: them in their little town is a lot of money oh yep, absolutely but to the people giving them the cash in the business of mm-hmm. you know the cannabis business is nothing
0: yep and, and it's tapping it's, into water sources and power sources and it's and, and they don't uh, people don't understand what's really going on out there right. that, other than the people who are out there or the people that are in this industry. Yeah. I mean, I know I know the powers that be understand it and it's getting written about in national publications. Right. It's guy we've got to do something. It's 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 hurting the guys like us that are doing it correctly that yeah. want to be safe, that want to be they want to be, you know, here for the long haul and for people to come in you know cuz it brings other bad stuff with it i mean yeah, you've got you got i mean it's slave labor it's yeah. it's what it is and then you've got sex trafficking you've got prostitution you've got i mean other drugs that yeah. they're doing i mean it's just it's it's really bad in rural oklahoma okay. and we hear the stories all the time you know the most people don't get to hear about it but right. it's 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 killing and, and and there's not enough power there's not enough water in these towns and so it's they've got to do something they got to you know put a moratorium on licenses they've got to just just really ramp up the I mean, the regulation on this stuff because it's and it's it's I hate to say it. I mean, everyone, everyone had a chance to get in. It's you know, it's very cheap to get in, right. um, but it's it's time that they kind of step up and say, hey, we 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 don't want the bad because it's it's right. there's a lot of bad that's with the good right now, and it's and it's so easy to get rid of, but it's it's red tape. It's yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's tough, and and I, and we're we're trying to do our part, you yeah. know, trying to work with you know, we've had we've had several senators in here we've had se- most of the house of representatives in here to show them hey this is what it's right. like this is what it looks like when it's done correctly you know we're we're trying to be legit business yeah. here and and we're creating tons of jobs and tons of tax revenue for for the state right. you know and and you guys are losing out on a lot of tax dollars because there's not a seed to sell in place, because it's not regulated, mm-hmm. because there's so many bad actors taking the stuff across the border. Yeah. So it's, you know, you throw your hands up still and you're like, Still well, wild west. Yeah, it, it still is. Yeah. It absolutely still is. So that's, uh, I mean, I, I, when I walked
1: in and I saw a security guard, I was like, I guess that makes sense yeah. like I didn't I didn't expect it at yeah. all you know I just expect to walk into a, you know an office and I was like the security guy was like oh what are you here for I was Like, oh check in uh, now it makes sense after hearing the story initially I was like that's kind of odd yeah um, but it makes sense I mean have you guys had any trouble like that or not
0: people probably don't even realize you're here you know, you know, this big sign outside this, this building has got inside. like three windows <laughs> yeah so, really so no we you know we've, we we want to protect our employees yeah. you know we, we've got 24 hour armed guards at, at all of our facilities yeah um, just because it's you know we're still working with you know it, it's a, a cash business right so it's you know you can't use credit cards Jesus so it's, I didn't think of that yeah. yeah so I mean it's you know and there's a lot of product in this building and you know but we want our people to feel safe. Yeah. And I wanna feel safe. You know, it's it's one of those things. Right. We just and we're we're not in we're kind of in a bad part of town. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I won't give out the address. Yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah, when I first came I was like, Oh cool. Oh massive warehouse makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh but no, I mean, it, it makes, like, looking back over the story, right, and just kind of how you navigate and how you get here, you know, from relationships back to, you know, why you love real estate is just people, person, right? And, yep. and then, you know, finding the right people and then giving people ownership in a business to, you know, that, that, that speaks to me a lot because you know, a lot of people who, you know, they think they see this opportunity and they want to keep it all to themselves, uh, right? Instead yeah. of just saying, hang on, if I build the right team, like you said, how much of the business do you want? Come, right. come work with us. Like yep. This is only going to benefit all of us. And there's so many lessons in that for people listening as well. Like, regardless of the business, the model is still the same, right. you know? There's still, there's still like the blueprint to success is, Pretty much the same, regardless of what business you're in. Yep. So it's really cool to hear that, um, you know. And then taking care of employees, you know, just being a good human being.
0: Really, is <laughs> all right. it comes down it's to.
1: Exactly right. You know, and exactly then like I right. said, you get phone calls, and, and you know, like
0: I said, you got NBC here today. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, you know it's it's crazy it's like you know sure you can come do a piece on us right you know it's and that's they've and they found us online and realized okay these guys are in Oklahoma like wow like they're doing something doing it right yeah Yeah. Yeah. they're doing it right so yeah it was pretty interesting to you know get that phone call yesterday and and now we're having to give interviews and and hopefully it'll you know come out really good and so finishing up,
1: then how many I guess because it's not like you guys have like a you know I mean do you, it's because your distribution so so the grow the dispensaries come and buy from you right so you uh-huh. not like no one can walk in off the street and buy Correct. from you right Correct. yeah we're, so it's pointless giving out an email for someone listening and says oh, I want to buy this how many you know dispensaries
0: do you guys uh, sell to and I mean is it pretty much. Um, you know, we've got the two storefronts that we own and then we're in probably over 300 dispensaries across the state. Okay. Um, we've got uh Tulsa presence. We got a hub in Tulsa. Um, you know, and then you know, our 2022 goals are, are more more dispensaries yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For, that we own. Um, but yeah, it's you you can find us pretty much anywhere um you know most you know most people are buying yeah. from us but yeah it's we've got a, a six salespeople people that are out hitting the doors you know and that's yeah. that's you know the way we do it
1: is it all branded under stability so yeah you it's find-
0: it's funny this, this industry does it differently you know okay. we you know some guys will come in and buy a big you know a big sack of marijuana yeah. and they'll either brand it in their store or they won't and we're not, you know, you can't put a sticker on flour. I mean, it's just okay. one of those things. We they, each store kind of does their own thing. Sure. So, but you know, our our stores we sell nothing but our flour. Gotcha. Um, that's that's kind of the way yeah. way we roll in yeah. our stores. Dude, exciting! I mean, it's exciting. I love stories like this. I love
1: just kind of how quick it happens, but also like the, the you know the stories leading up to that, right? And the things you circle back to with baseball and how it you know just the how it ties in. I mean, it's You know, people might look at it and think, "Oh my gosh, these guys have done amazing in three years," but it's a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the conversation with the guy who used to work for you. That you know, like. it's not just three in three years. Like, yeah. if we can you know, do in three years, <laughs> everyone will be doing <laughs> yeah, it right? Exactly, um, exactly. But appreciate your time. Excited to see where the next three years goes. Um, yeah, you know, no, I guess I, it's just like standing at the start line, waiting for the feds to decide <laughs> where the race starts. What they want to do, where you're running, and how yeah. far you're running. Yep, exactly, <laughs> um, exactly. But thanks, you, you know, thanks, man. Appreciate your time um, for everyone listening. uh I guess I, 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 mean, I won't post any links to anything because I don't want, <laughs> hey, well you can just if you want to find it you'll know how to find it uh, but yeah thanks right, so much you can
0: for tell me. a link. you can do a stability cam alright I'll there. throw the uh, link absolutely. out there and you can read yeah. plenty of articles yeah. and if,
1: um, if someone's listening and they think you know they can't probably like me like I've never really I've never ever taken it because um, thankfully I've never needed it i uh, never been in a position where I thought that like I was aching couldn't sleep I mean I'm like, right. 31 years old and never really had a big medical scare but if you're someone that is thinking about it, um, do some research, read out, come to the website. You know, yeah, there's plenty of it out there, and there's and, a lot of information out there. Know, Twenty-two thousand patients hopefully this year, and. Yep. We'll have this twenty two plaque up here by
0: it filled up with more yeah, awards and yeah, on to the absolutely. next one. So Mike, thank you for, for taking the time out of your day to come yeah, come visit us. And you know, it's we like to show it off. It's it's one of those things we're we're super proud of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the the more people that get to see it, the better for me.
1: Yeah, you've got to see it, right? You yeah. can't you can't explain it. Yeah. You have it,
0: to come and see it. Yeah, it's so. it's one of those things. It's it's you, you come in, we're so jaded now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we just we're here every day. And, yeah. and you know, the girls from Oregon yesterday that came in, she's like, I've been in this industry for a long time. And she's like, this is the best girl I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, that's just a huge compliment for us because it's, you know, I'm like, this, these are people that have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And she's like, this is just amazing. And it's like. it it gave her hope she was like it gives me hope for Oklahoma Mm -hmm. that you guys are doing it like this and I'm like well thank you you know that's but seeing it is just you gotta see it you gotta see it (laughs) (laughs) awesome
1: well for everyone listening I appreciate you you know tuning in Uh, there'll be a video of this and some clips will go out on, on other social media platforms so you can see those but we will catch you next episode cheers This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.Oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF.
0: Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.